Hello everyone. I'm your Tilaka Kumar, the host of Selecta podcast. This podcast is dedicated to inspire and empower women to pursue an excellence in career by filling the gender gap, to live to the fullest of her potential and to achieve financial independence. I will be interviewing amazing successful women sales leaders and entrepreneurs from India and around the globe. Where we discuss their sales journey, their challenges, their wins, and much more. Let's dive in. Let's welcome Preeta Dubey. She is our guest today. I'm honored to have you here, Preeta. Uh, the honor is all mine, Dilaga. I'm so so privileged to be here in your such a such a highly respected podcast. You've been receiving awards for this podcast, and you've invited me. I feel very very honored thank you so much thank you so before we continue the conversation let's give you a short intro about you to the audience so preeta dubey she has more than 20 years of experience in sales she's a international sales trainer managing partner and chief mentor at success uh, vitamin gender and diversity advisor revenue strategist at vfin a regional director at iast I can keep going on. <laughs> she has so much of, uh, you know, experience. Certified instructor at uh, Leaders Excellence at uh, Hardwood Square, and uh, she also worked with the uh, Forbes as uh, Forbes Council as a member. So we will be discussing more about all this. So Preeta, now uh, I just want to know, like, how the sales journey has started for you? I call myself an accidental salesperson. actually that time i didn't even know where i want to go but uh, the only i think the only uh, industry that i was very clear in my mind was i wanted to get into banking that i was very clear but banking sales that i had not envisioned and i was not sure that i'm going to get into a banking sales but it so happened that after you complete your mba you sit for your campus placement and icc prudential life insurance happened to come at the placement and my college pushed me to go and attend that uh, the the jd interview and everything and uh, maybe it was all destined i got the i got selected now once i got selected the college said that's it you have already gotten placed so we are not allowing you to sit for any other uh, any other campus interviews so my dreams of getting into a bank kind of gone lost out there and i got into selling insurance instead and that was my that was how i got into sales in the first place by getting into selling insurance but on at uh, on hindsight i'm very happy that that is how i started my journey you know of selling of of having to sell insurance because that's one product that every customer wants to run away from you yeah. have to literally chase every you want to sell them insurance and so when i got into selling insurance it developed in me at actually all the skills that i needed to be successful in sales the patience perseverance resilience to not give up the agility to be able to chase without uh, feeling dejected getting you know everyone shooing you away it's not even rejection see one is you call up people and they say i don't need something and they bang the phone down that's a separate thing but mm. the fact that someone knows that or oh, you are into selling insurance they start running away from you and you have to literally chase them so that's again a very different story so you can imagine the kind of the kind of competencies that it helped develop in me and when that happened and i started getting a lot of success in selling insurances when 
I really started enjoying being in sales. And uh, then it was a very conscious decision that I don't want to be in any other career. I want to be in sales. I did eventually get a chance to work for a bank. But that too, I was completely in sales. And uh, since then till now, sales has been my first and only love that I am aware of. That is the only job that I have ever done. And uh, you can say that's the only career that I've had. Yeah. Good to see, you know, like uh, from insurance, then you move to a banking sector, right? ICICI yeah. and uh, all yeah. these companies. Yeah. I, was, I, I was with ICICI for a for five years. Five years. Okay. Yeah. Um, so how do you see women in sales at that time in banking sector? That time in banking sector, I I I can't comment about the entire banking sector because that time I did not get an opportunity to work in many banks. I only worked in one bank and that was ICICI Bank. And honestly, I didn't see any that kind of a gap in that banking in ICICI. Everyone knows ICICI Bank and how women lead from the top to most of the places. Um, so being in sales also, I really didn't come across that uh, anything like the there is there has been any kind of resistance from an organization side to not hire a woman that I never faced because they hired me, they interviewed me, they were very clear that we are open to talent. That's how their culture was. Yet, yes, the percentage of women in sales was lower than men. So that I will attribute to women not applying maybe. But not to organizations not wanting to have women in the team. My the person whom I was report by super boss actually was a was a lady. The uh, the department where I was working it was headed by a lady. So the organization didn't have any bias that way that we will take or will not take a, a woman in a business role. But if there was a gap, I would say it was maybe women didn't apply. So. So yeah, that is that is what uh, I can say from my time. But if you now ask that what is what is it that I see now, then I would probably say that now being a trainer and a coach and having mm-hmm. having now exposure to many organizations, not just banking, but many organizations, and not only in our country but also in many other countries because I do work a lot with banks and there now. Now, I am talking like almost like 15 years from my banking time. It really surprises me and shocks me that there is still so limited number of women in sales. It is, uh, it's really quite disappointing to find so few women in sales. Uh, The reasons are plenty. There are a few banks organizations where they they do work with a certain unconscious bias that a woman may not want to be in sales so they don't hire at the same time there are also a lot of misperceptions about sales that women have because of which they don't apply to a for mm. a, a sales position or they don't choose sales as a career yeah so yeah but do you see in banking sector or in general? No. It's everywhere. It's everywhere. The gap is there. There are many successful uh, women in sales that we come across. And we do see them. And uh, they are becoming the role models for many others to uh, get inspired and take up sales as a career. Yet the gap is there. Yet the gap is there. And I would say 
it's both the both parties responsibility the organization also needs to unbiasedly open up the doors for the women to join in and the women also need to break all these myths about that that they, or the perception misperception that they have about sales as a career and and look at all of us who have made it so successfully in sales and 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 know that it's it's an amazing amazing career to have plus it's lots of money don't you want money in life everyone <laughs> wants money in life <laughs> <laughs> i think uh, that's the, that's a good way to put in you know so must be money has attracted you to retain in sales now if i say that no then then it will be a who is going to believe that uh, statement isn't it i mean who on i have still not reached that say, saint level where uh, i can say that money doesn't attract me of course money attracts me of course i want to build wealth and uh, of course one of the motivators of staying in sales was those incentives oh my god really? i enjoyed my incentives so much of them so much huge amounts of incentives that i got i mean my salary used to be only in the bank i used to live off only my incentives so so i mean who doesn't enjoy money at end of the day till any time all the career changes that we make very very rarely do we change a career because of the challenge or the task and or you know th- those are one of the criteria i agree but if they say i will give you all the challenge i will give you newness i will give you something interesting but half the salary you're not going to accept it right so money is, is a very important motivation for all and sales yeah. is one field where you can really build wealth limitless you know if you want limitless money yeah limitless there. money yeah 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 the last question about banking sector do you see now the opportunities for women getting into sales in banking sector because you are from the sector right it was always there talak it was always there i mean there is no reason for a woman not to be in the in sales of banking for it was always there in fact i think compared to all other sectors if we if we see i think banking would still be a sector where there would have been more sales women than any other sector and it i probably it i think it still continues to be you look at wealth management you will find so many women in wealth management you look at private banking so many women in private banking okay so uh, you look at corporate banking so many women in corporate banking so uh, banking is one such place which has always been uh, the best place to be for women in sales and it continues to be and it has always encouraged women in sales they've always hired women in sales so so it's a very good industry it's a very good industry okay so i think that gives some uh, you know <laughs> input to the women audience so banking is also one of the sector they can really look into it and uh, coming into your challenges you know like any field there will be a challenges so in sales whether it may be a, your internal challenge or external challenge what is that you really faced me <laughs> this is a this is a great uh, question that you have asked me and many who know me and if they are here live or they are going to watch this episode later probably will find it a bit difficult to believe digest <laughs> yeah digest yes very difficult because i keep getting that but i one of the most 
challenging piece for me when I initially started is that by nature, my natural behavior or my the natural style of me is that of being an introvert. So I have always been scared of uh, or fearful, not scared rather, um, it would be a strong word, fearful of um, crowds, fearful of uh, talking to anyone unknown, fearful of socializing on my own, like that is taking an initiative and going and just saying hello to someone and networking and all that stuff. In my intimate zone, uh, you will find me very bubbly, very lively, very talkative. So my intimate zone definitely knows knows me as a very talkative person. But the minute I am outside of the intimate zone, I can't, I, I start feeling very nervous and I get very, how do I approach? And I need a lot of courage, a lot of you know, that pep talk from within to push me to to do something, to go and talk to someone, socialize, network, connect, you know, connect with a total stranger. So you can imagine the person was, was, was like shy, very inward kind of a person being in sales at that point of time that requires obviously you to you know, cold call people whom you don't even know and go and attend the networking events and where there is like a crowd of some thousands there and you are supposed to be connecting. So there are these groups, groups, groups of people who are standing and talking with each other and I'm supposed to kind of like that Arjun's arrow, I'm supposed to just nurse through that group and make myself visible to them and network with them and collect their cards so that I'm able to come back and call them. You know the how the drill works yeah. for you know for for it was tough. The first year, the first two or rather the first uh, four to five years it was very tough for me. It was very tough for me. I was it's it's so intrinsic a thing that it doesn't just I can't just um overcome that fear just within a day. You know? So I, I still remember in the, my first ever networking session when I had gone. It was my first job and I and my job was to collect visiting cards so that we can come back and we can do the, you know, we can call them up and tell them that, hey, you know, we met in that thing and we, uh, we want to talk about insurance. And I am in that networking, even I'm standing in one corner. I am not going anywhere. I'm standing there. I just, it's it, as if my... Feet has frozen in the ground. It's got somebody, somebody has nailed them to the ground. I just can't move. I can't get to talk. I remember myself feeling all maybe, you know, white with, with, uh, as if, as if I have no blood, you know, that, that oh kind, that level I had gone. And my manager was with me and he was like, you have to go and get hundred cards. I'm like, I can't do it. It's not possible for me to do it. You, so he's like, no, I don't care. You have to go. You have to go. I, I can't do it. And I remember. He literally pushing me into one of the crowds, you know, like from the back. He just pushed me in the crowds <laughs> and I just kind of just bumped into that group of people who are sitting there. I had no other option but to kind of start hello. And very nervously, I, I just as soon as possible, I could just, you know, I'm from, I think, may I have your card and just collected the card and came out. I think on that day, I, 
I don't think I collected 100 cards. I may have collected some 30, 40 cards. But for me, that day was a big achievement because it was a big thing. It was a big thing for me to go to an unknown person and, and tell them that I want your cards. Over a period of time, I realized that something which is very intrinsic to me, I, I cannot change that. You know, I can't suddenly become an extrovert. That is not possible. That's not my basic nature. So if I cannot be an extrovert, and I like being in sales, then I have to do something about my introvertness and uh, and make it my strength or or at least do something about that. So I realized that it was all a very wrong thought in my mind. It was it was my own thinking, which was saying that, oh, you are an introvert, you can't do it or you are shy or it is not comfortable. It was it was what I was thinking an introvert is in my mind and the shyness and I was allowing all the shyness and everything else to pull me down rather than looking at the strengths that despite being in the, you know, the, the strengths that I have as an introvert and mm. uh, leveraging them for my um, sales. So when that awareness happened, I think then it started making sense for me. It it did start making sense for me then then I think the fact that I'm successful I'm sitting here tells you that I have very successfully managed myself and led myself to this place you know that's a great uh, a story you know for all the women here because I know most of the women have that limited belief that they are introvert how can they go and approach customers face customers be talkative I think it's all you know breaking the myths yeah, like again, another um, point you said, there is this perception that talkative people will do good in sales, which is um, actually a very wrong perception. I'll tell you the strengths again. In sales, you have to talk less and let the other person talk more. So you should not be a talkative. So being an introvert, that's a strength because then I'm allowing because it's that initial fear and, uh, you know, that that resistance mm. is there talking to it so what is happening is i'm allowing the other person to talk more so that way the other person is feeling more comfortable and i am being a good listener to the other person so they are feeling that they are having a very good conversation second thing is being an introvert also allows us to again that this myth is that you have to be very aggressive or or rather you have to be aggressive is no longer the term used anymore but they say that you have to be ahead, you have to be controlling, you have to be controlling the process, you have to be kind of anticipating what the client is saying and you have to be prepared. It's not a game. It's not a game that I, it's not a chess that I am playing that I have to anticipate and do all that stuff. I know there are a lot of strategies and tactics that we need to apply and I teach that during in my negotiations also. But again, being an introvert, what happens is because I'm listening to the person, I'm able to observe or rather I'm listening with all my senses. All my senses are open. I'm not only listening with my ears, I'm listening with my eyes, with my body. I am able to observe at which word, how the client, you know, presented that word. Did did the, did their eyes sparkle? Was there a slight smile? Or did they go back in the chair? Did they come? I am able to observe all these things because... I am more focused on them and not on me. And that is mm. that that is what we do in sales, right? So you know, it works. It works. 
because you are more uh, customer centric than not self centered mm. and that is also one of the ways that one can actually uh, even if the fear of introvertness works on you i also suggest that don't focus on yourself focus on the client suddenly you will not be thinking about yourself and you won't be bothered mm. about how you are feeling or how scared you are or what's happening with you you won't be thinking about you you'll be thinking about mm. the customer and you are there then only with one intention that how can i serve this person who is sitting opposite wow i think you know this is the great uh, message we are giving today's podcast is even though you are introvert do not worry even introvert can do a great sales and uh, preeta is the best example for that you know <laughs> i have been fortunate to have met so many people and now what i hear is introverts are the best sales people that's what i hear wow. <laughs> <laughs> i think uh, in this generation you know the people have to listen more understand their problems giving the solution adding more value really serve them you know really be be you know conscious about what they are speaking their body language i think I in this generation even for introvert it's a great opportunity to become the best sales man or woman right always it's it's a, it's a good place to for everyone extroverts don't feel bad that this is not a good place for you even you can share all of you yeah. extroverts yeah. just remember one thing that you don't have to be talkative in, in in fact if you are talkative there is a chance that you may not do so well in sales but if you can um, you have friends you can social easily you can network very easily and uh, i think that every each one of us have our own set of uh, strengths and uh, areas of improvement and all that combined we have to find how we can be successful what are yeah. whatever is required yeah. to do whichever areas you can work upon work upon that certain things could be difficult to work upon like for me at that point of time i just can't suddenly i cannot become an extrovert like everyone all of you who are extroverts but um, wherever we can work upon work upon that and uh, wherever you cannot work upon find the strengths and yeah. leverage that yeah. leverage that yeah mainly like do not have any you know perception that you can't do it it's not possible for you it's always yeah. knowing your strength and living up to that i think that's what yeah. important right and uh, how this you know sales journey has been a corporate journey has been shifted to a sales trainer that's also happened accidentally now the <laughs> irony i will i would like to share that till the time i was in the corporate world whenever i would be nominated for a training program i would always find excuses so that i don't have to go and sit through a training program <laughs> my idea about training programs used to be like you get bored you feel very sleepy and only those programs where they would uh, bring a lot of props and the entire program would be uh, filled with uh, activities and games those are nice but rest of the programs are very boring and sleepy and all that stuff so i would always stay away from a training program it's really i you know it's it's like everything goes round it's uh, something happened then i got into training and it was it was a very accidental move for me to training because i was coaching i had shifted from banking 
to uh, the recruitment industry and i was coaching the candidates on how to give an interview how to present yourself and how to talk and how to you know on the entire how to crack an interview so during that coaching i realized that this is a great there is a lot of scope here for me to start and i always wanted to start on my own so i did my course in image management so that i can help the whole sole objective was to help the job seekers create that that first impression and able to crack an interview so that i'm able to coach and coach them and groom them but when i did my course with uh, on image management they gave me an opportunity the institute gave me an opportunity to train their upcoming batches you know all the future batches that used to come when i passed out so that is when i got a chance or or got my encounter with training and that is where i realized that i was really enjoying mm-hmm. the entire aspect of uh, training and so i decided that let me do something about it and uh, let me learn the skills of training let me try and see how or or let me develop myself in a way that my training programs are at least not boring and people don't feel sleepy and i can create an engaging training program without using props without playing games and thankfully successfully i have been able to god has been kind i have been able to create that kind of an environment in my training programs <laughs> okay i think this giving some message right even though you do not want certain things if, when there is a destiny to it you will be with that right yeah you will <laughs> comes everything kind of leads you to leads you to that so yes when i look back at my journey i can very clearly see the links you know that uh, this why this happened because the next thing was supposed to happen then the next thing was supposed to happen then the next thing was supposed to happen so the fact that finally something happened and i left the banking industry and i shifted to hr industry so if if whatever the that in that uh, situation was during that time was not there maybe i would have still been in banking mm. but because of certain situations i decided to leave banking and shift my industry altogether i shifted to hr and when i shifted to hr in the recruitment industry is when i got introduced to image management and when i got introduced to image management and then i got to trading and then rest is history and that's how everything is destined you it just it, it just works yeah, yeah. there's a message from chitra hi chitra you were destined to happen yeah. to the world of sales <laughs> <laughs> that i i don't know <laughs> whether i was destined to happen to the world of sales or not that i don't know but uh, but maybe yeah maybe maybe the universe wanted me to be a sales so that eventually i become a sales trainer and uh, become a sales coach and then i get to meet such wonderful people like tilaga and chitra and so many others uh, who are Same such here. bright uh, yeah who are who were also destined to happen to the world of sales by the way so <laughs> so i think it was it, it was all it is all destined yeah so just share your experience working with forbes prita i was not working with forbes i was an official member with the forbes coaches council in the year 2000 and uh, 2001 uh, forbes has a lot of councils they have business development councils uh, hr council coaches council so i was and many other councils they have so i was it's a it's a 
invitation based uh, membership so i again i don't know maybe destined somehow <laughs> it happened that uh, i was a member with them for 2 years so as a member i i got a lot of benefits from being a member and um, it's more like networking and you're getting to know a lot of other people across the globe many other coaches and you, you and you're able to expand your network so that is that is what what this this membership did to me i also used to write a lot of articles for forbes so that also happened uh, that a lot of okay. my articles came out on forbes so so yeah so so Great. that was a good thing good thing for me i don't know what i contributed to them but they definitely contributed a lot to me and my group <laughs> great and uh, the story of uh, born of success vitamin so when i started as an image consultant the name of my firm was image vitamin so mm-hmm. i thought that i'm going to make people you know their i i'm going to make their brand image and and create an image for them but then over a period of time i left image consulting and i shifted to sales and and uh, the success of people and entrepreneurs uh, growing their business and all that so initially so i thought that why change the full name to something else so just replace the image and put success there so that uh, okay. it comes out more as um, what i give is i don't claim to kind of transform your life into something and all that stuff all i can do is give you those i start from that presumption that you already good and uh, you want to be taken to a different level therefore when i even coach uh, women entrepreneurs i start with this thing that you already know how to sell you probably do not realize it right now but you already know how to sell everyone everybody in this planet yeah. know how to sell you probably don't believe it right now and you probably don't realize it right now but i know for sure that you know how to sell and uh, therefore what i give are certain uh, vitamins which are like vitamins that some things that i give you so that i can make you aware i can help you realize your own strengths and uh, help you then leverage it on your own and you and you grow on your own see i can't be hand holding you and taking you walking with you for your entire journey right all i can give you are those tiny doses of vitamins so if you have seen my the podcast sales in 60 seconds it's like just in one minute i am giving you a sales tip just less than a minute i'm giving you a sales tip so those are the vitamins i offer and i can offer so therefore the name success vitamin okay i think uh, instead of 60 second sales tips you would have put uh, 60 second sales vitamin right <laughs> yeah i could have made it like sales vitamins in 60 seconds and um, you know like i've seen you are being an advisor for uh, gender and diversity equality right yeah yeah what mm. is that really you know want to convey to women in sales diversity gender equality i do a lot of sensitization or gender intelligence programs for organizations and i'm and it's it's quite encouraging that organizations are really opening up to these and they are realizing that you know we do have a gender gap and we need to do something about it so it's quite fulfilling to 
to do such kind of programs where we are growing the gender intelligence quotient of an organization and through these programs it's not only about women in sales but it is about having all you know it's about having being inclusive so how the organization can be inclusive how the leaders can be inclusive how all team members could be inclusive in their behavior in their communication in the way they conduct themselves so that is the kind of program that i do apart from that i am a consultant with uh, the world bank group international finance corporation and uh, there i work so ifc international finance corporation works with banks across the world they take up a lot of advisory projects so i am one of the cons- i am a consultant with them and i am a gender lead so i do a lot of gender based projects for them wherein we look at uh, creating gender propositions for banks or we work on suppose they already have a banking solution and we look at we we try to give a gender lens to that product so for example say there's an insurance company selling insurance life insurance and we try and go there and try and see an advisory work would be trying and figuring out that can there be a woman specific insurance mm. product that can come out so that is the kind of advisory work that i do and 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 it's a very fulfilling um, job honestly because i have worked with so many different banks across the world and having seen those different cultures it also widens your perspective so um it's interesting to see how the gender diversity is i'm using the word gender but what what i really mean is women so um mm. how women as a customer the the gap that women entrepreneurs have in terms of lending the kind of gaps are there in the lending of to a man a business person a business man vis-a-vis a lending to a business woman the kind of gap that that is and why that gap is there what are the causes of the gap so it's it's an interesting interesting advisory work that i do and uh, that is something which really really i find it very interesting and, and there's so much for me to learn from that work mm. wow i think it's it, that's the success of a woman being success right like she help other women the women community as well to you know to bring upon them on the table yeah, yeah. thank you for what you're doing for uh, gender equality and diversity preeta like we are almost in the end a few more questions like what is your daily habits you know which really helped you to become successful in sales or on a personal development one of the habits or you can say a very favorite hobby of mine is um, having a good sleep it's a very very favorite hobby and it's a very interesting habit that i have if i don't get my full sleep it's it's when i become a bit unproductive so i see to it that i have proper sleep no matter what happens i have proper sleep another um, discipline that i maintain as a sales person is uh, prospecting i prospect a lot i very sincerely very consistently i prospect i do not uh, i don't get lazy when it comes to prospecting i don't fear it i do it on a regular basis and in fact since the last uh, probably almost now it's going to be almost close to a year i now 
work a bit differently. I work for two months where I have a lot of consulting projects, uh, training work. And so I keep absolutely back to back busy, no time to breathe. And then one full month, I don't take up any training assignments, no coaching assignments, no consulting work. I don't take anything. All I do that entire month is prospect. Wow. Network, attend webinars, go, uh, go for meetings, at, uh, connect with new clients. One full month, I just prospect. And the next two months, I stay absolutely busy. So um, that is kind of a habit which I am doing and which I am realizing that it helps me balance my life also very well. So um, wow. I'm not really overdoing. I have an entire month for me to do whatever I want to do. Another discipline I maintain for myself is throughout the day, it's probably just nine to 10 hours max of work that I do. So I take breaks in between. I take a longer break in between. I know my unproductive hours, which are which is the afternoon time. I know I get very unproductive. My mind doesn't work. I am not in that zone. So between uh, two o'clock to five o'clock, I don't work. I may do whatever, but I will not work because that's a very unproductive hour for me. So I watch movie. I will entertain. I will keep myself entertained. If required at times, I'll go for a nice afternoon nap also. But I won't work during that time. And um, and then again from some 5, 5.30 onwards, I, I work. And then I work till 9 o'clock. And so that is how I balance my the entire day also. I read a lot. I believe that knowledge is power. If you have knowledge, yeah. your entire confidence comes from knowledge. I am not a fiction reader. I don't like stories and all that stuff. I am a reader. I'm that type of a reader who reads the last page to know the entire story. So I don't have the patience to <laughs> go to curiosity of what is happening, how it is happening and all that. I don't enjoy that. I want to know what the what the plot is, what actually happens and then go towards <laughs> finally what happened and for me the story is done. So that's how okay. I read storybooks but I read a lot of books on uh, non-fictional you can say the self-development books is something that I read a lot whether it is on leadership mostly on sales and uh, leadership on personal growth on your self-awareness something that can you know how I can manifest myself and I read a lot of books on self and I, I read a lot of articles I'm constantly researching I research a lot as I said I very you know if you want to be successful Knowledge is your power. Gather, accumulate as much knowledge as you can. As much knowledge as you can. So I am constantly on YouTube reading or or finding articles and just reading on, on one topic. Probably I will access some 15 to 20 different people. What are they saying about that one topic? So wow. that I know every perspective, every thought process on that uh, topic. So that is how I read. I don't read one book. There are like five books open in front of me. So I read books also more, not because it's a very enjoyable process for me, but because it is knowledge for me. So I read one thing in one page. I immediately shift to another book. And what are they saying about the same thing? So I will read that. That is my reading style. Yeah. Um, what's your secret of success? Read. <laughs> Acquire knowledge. Read a lot. Don't have this attitude that uh, only you know the best or only you have 
all the knowledge in the world and many sales people have that even with 5 or 6 years of experience they have this feeling that oh because you you've handled a few clients successfully and you've closed a few business in your market suddenly don't start feeling that oh i know how to handle my clients or i know my market and i know everything no you don't know everything you cannot possibly know everything mm-hmm. so never believe that you know because the day you start believing that you know everything is is the day when you stop growing completely always know that even even the person sitting next to you in a bus or in a train or in the aeroplane will know something more than you or mm-hmm. might know certain aspects certain domains which you have no eye knowledge of so never have that uh, unnecessary irrelevant uh, arrogance about uh, yourself because your entire life may go and you still may be knowing very limited so always be hungry and curious to learn the more you are curious to learn you will be successful no one can stop your success but be curious to learn learn from everything around you learn from everybody around you learn from every interactions you are having from the way the ticket checker treated you to the way you bought a consumer durable from a showroom or from any any such shop to the way you you have been dealing on e-commerce the way you've been purchasing on e-commerce or to the way somebody outside or your your car the one who who cleans your washes your car uh, the way that person talks and um, or maybe have found a job for himself or herself in every every interactions there is something to learn no. so so be curious learn from every every interaction that uh, you have thank you for the advice uh, preeta and um, like do you have any favorite book because i know you are a big reader right something is really favorite uh, for you all time favorite favorite i think uh, if i have to go for my all time favorite then it will be influenced by cialdini because uh, that is one aspect which has an application not only in sales but in every aspect of your life influenced by cialdini is is my i think any time i go to that book and another favorite uh, another good book actually and which has helped me a lot in my business as a in in growing my business in networking in helping in sales is how to win friends and influence people mm. again a great book all the 30 human relationship principles are amazing and if one can apply those 30 human relationship principles in their everyday life in their day to day interactions whatever not only on clients but with everyone it is bound to transform your life it's an amazing amazing transformative book how to win friends and influence people i think these two books are my should be my all time favorites okay and the personal question to end with what made you to have this beautiful hairstyle kita <laughs> <laughs> no i really like it you know it's so cute and charming i don't know i always um, had a short hair from my i think since i first cut my hair short i think when i was in class 12 and uh, then i had this short hair for some time then i in between grew it went up till here but it was very difficult i have very straight hair extremely straight hair and very thick and coarse hair so it kind of falls i can't style it i can't do anything <laughs> with it it falls and it looks i never liked it and like it happens the straight hair people like curly hair 
haired people and the curly haired think that oh i wish i had a straight hair i never liked that such straight and coarse and thick hair it was very i had very thick hair so ultimately i think uh, in 2000 finally i i don't remember when but then i cut again my hair short so it was first here then then it went till here then it went till here then it became a graduated bob and then it became pixie and then since then i started keeping it pixie only that this is devoid of any stress i don't have to comb my hair i don't yeah. have to bother yeah. about a bad hair day because no matter what i do my hair stays so <laughs> it's like a worry free stress free hair that i have and uh, then i have always had on my wish list to color my hair blue but i was again internal resistance i was not having the courage of being able to do that finally i think after some 2 years of thinking and gathering courage 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 finally i went to the salon and i said color my hair blue and then i did that and i realized that uh, it uh, i was really liking that color on me i really enjoyed having that blue and i received a lot of appreciation from others as well on that color because they found that it was too courageous of me to have a blue color and maybe somewhere they were feeling very inspired that that uh, you know a lot of women felt inspired that i wish we had that courage of coloring the hair blue and i was very happy that i was able to inspire also a few women they actually did color their hair blue and they sent me pictures that look i have wow. also colored so i think <laughs> I was I I kind of became a trend setter for them I don't know how but but I'm happy I'm happy and now it so happened that I was talking to another colleague sales uh, trainer from our fraternity and he was telling me that the blue has become your uh, your brand identity don't change into any other color I'm like what are you saying now permanently forever I have to keep this blue color <laughs> that was not my intention but but let's see as long as I feel like keeping it I'll keep it and then maybe I'll change it to some other color maybe maybe the next color that I have on mind is uh, purple so wow. let me see if I can change it to purple yeah Something. purple also one of the color you know most women likes it right but really you know you look so beautiful and exactly it fits on your face you know this hairstyle and this color and uh, the courage is required small small wins you know that really makes a woman happy i believe yeah i think so i think i think it is it is about loving yourself it is about uh, doing things that you enjoy and uh, not thinking about what others are going to say so i stopped myself that you know log kya kahenge you know i did a, i did i colored my hair blue at the age of 46 I was like, and that again a limiting belief. You see, at the age of forty-six, you are coloring your hair. This is something that, Anna. It's not that I didn't get that comment. I did get that comment that this is something people, you know, people in twenties do color coloring all these things. So not people who are close to fifty. They don't do that. Now I'm like, chuck it. <laughs> I do it because I like it. So that's important. I am not going to now live. I it's like enough. I, why there are certain things that I can do for myself, right? I don't have. to bother about what the world is saying i wanted to see it if i would not have liked this color i would not have kept it but it so happened that i loved this color on me so i decided to keep it you don't like it on me close your eyes what else can i say <laughs> <laughs> that's true you know say end of the day like are we happy with what we are doing world will say you know one will say you're so beautiful one will say you're not beautiful if we yeah. keep listening to others we will not be happy within 
right? End of the that day. Is true, that no? is true, no? Everything has two sides, right? Not uh, anyone whom I think, like, for example, you know, I'm not taking the name, but you know, there's one person whom you feel is is good. I have a very different perception about it. So you can't be pleasing everyone and you want to be liked and loved by everybody. You yeah. will have your promoters and you will have your detractors. So love your promoters and don't care about your detractors. That's all. Yeah. And how audience can reach you if they want to? I am on LinkedIn. Interestingly, I believe if you search Pratha Dube on LinkedIn, I could be the only one. That's oh, that's how oh. unique. That's how unique I am. And uh, so, uh, so you will find me very easy to find. I doubt if there is another Pratha Dube uh, and with blue hair. So <laughs> I'm very unique that way. And uh, you can also connect with me. So do do send me a, a connection request, everyone, and do mention that you was were here in this podcast, and that's how you are connecting with me because. Otherwise, what happens is I have so many pending requests. I tend to ignore if it is not, um, the reference has not been made, then I tend to not accept the uh, invitation. And also you can go on to my website. It's again on my name, www.prithadube.com. And uh, I have put in a lot of heart and soul in designing my website. Do, do uh, browse that website and drop your feedback and comment and uh, when you go to my website the contact us page actually takes you to my calendar so if you wish to connect with me and uh, just want to know me more and want to catch up with me you can block uh, my calendar and uh, you'll have a zoom invite coming your way and we can catch up with each other so i'm looking forward to connecting with uh, all of you but uh, yeah, Preeta. So it was loving to talk with you. You know, I thoroughly Same enjoyed today's conversation with you. Thank you so much. Thank you for listening to Select Her Podcast. Do subscribe and share so that it reaches the maximum women to get benefit by listening successful women's stories. Let's join together and support each other to change the face of sales. Meet you in the next episode. Until then, bye. Take care.